welcome to the tip-off from the Sportsman. During this magical Easter weekend, we ask whether Tottenham can win at Stamford Bridge for the first time in the Premier League era. Steve Chambers pops in with his lay of the weekend, and we look ahead to Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker, and we serve up our perfect 10 predictions. Hi, Sean. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me, and uh, plenty to look forward to this weekend. Plenty of chocolate, but some good sport as well. There's some cracking sport, isn't there? Should we just delve right in, as you'll no doubt will, with the uh, the eggs on Sunday? Yeah, let's do it. The only way to do it is to get straight on with it. Chelsea against Tottenham Sunday at four o'clock. It's the big Premier League game. It's uh, it's the big one. It's the race for the the top four. As uh, everything else seems to be pretty much decided up in the uh, upper echelons of the table. And uh, Tottenham never won at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League era. Haven't won there since the 10th of February 1990. Okay, and just to put this into perspective, number one on the day that Tottenham last won at Chelsea in 1990, which was 30 games ago, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. On that very Sunday, she was in the second week of a four-week run at number one. Imagine that on top of the pops. Heady days, heady days. Well, it's an intense song. Now, thanks to our friends at onlineweb.com, that tells us that Sinead O'Connor was a talented but controversial and politically motivated Irish singer. Her only number one was written by The Great Prince. So some good stats there. Very intense video. Great stats. Um, so that that's puts into perspective how long it's been since Tottenham last won at Stamford Bridge. Is that going to change this weekend, Chris? Well, those are the kind of stats you can take into your pub quiz this weekend. And that's, <laughs> that's what we aim to, to provide. And um, it's a, tif- a difficult game to call, isn't it? Chelsea start this match five points behind fourth place Spurs. So there's very much an argument if Spurs did end that uh, that winless run, then I think you can probably uh, shut up shop with the, the top four. That's race. done and dusted. It's done, done and dusted. So it's... that is interesting. Tottenham, Tottenham might see this as an opportunity to do just that. Yes. Um, but it's a London derby. Like we said, it's been 30 games since Tottenham won at Stamford Bridge. Um, both teams recently knocked out of the Champions League, which is interesting. So both sort of wounded animals. Um, but I, from a Tottenham point of view, I would, I would love, I would love to think that they'll be thinking, you know, let's let's get rid of Chelsea. Let's get rid of yeah. one of our main rivals. The problem, of course, is there's no Harry Kane. Um, he's going to be out for another month or so. Only Man City have a better away 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 record in the Premier League this season than Tottenham. They've but, won eight, drawn three, and lost four. But they traditionally, I mean, we've talked about this a lot this yes. season. It's probably worth mentioning the odds for the game. They are 23 to 10 for the win. Um, and if you head over to thesportsman.com, you can see uh, the previews for the game and the latest odds, etc. They struggle away at the big six, don't they? The fellow, the fellow big six teams. And this season, they've lost three and drawn one against those sides in and around them. And it's part of a wider problem under Maurizio Pochettino, really. They've won just one of 19 against the big six. And away. Taken, oh, sorry, yeah. yes, away yeah. at the big six, taking 10 points from a possible 57. Yeah, that is, that's not good enough. Let's be perfectly honest, especially at Tottenham's, progress, Tottenham's stage now where they're, they're past the this team has potential stage. Yeah. They're now in the let's prove it stage. Mm. Tottenham now, for me, top four must and the FA Cup would be a good season. They need they need a trophy to yeah. show for what what has been massive improvement under Pochettino. And they're gonna have few better opportunities to improve their dismal away record against the better sides in the division. They're unbeaten in twelve league games <coughs> and they play a Chelsea side that have lost four of their last six in the league, keeping one clean sheet in that time. Yeah, and it's interesting. Tottenham have got an awful away record against the top six. But of the top six this season, it's Chelsea who have got the worst home record of the top six. They've won ten, drawn three, and lost three. Uh, drawn two and lost three, okay. which is still a good record, but the worst of the top six. 
so they're far from infallible at Stamford Bridge. And, and their goal-scoring record is, is a worry for me at Stamford Bridge. They've only scored, only in inverted commas, 26 goals in 15 games, which is not prolific for a team with their talent. Well, exactly, and they're, they're, defend, they're reigning champions, of course. Exactly. <laughs> we know the problems. Morata, hugely talented, started the season well, but his confidence is clearly low. He clearly he's, he's not doesn't seem to be happy to start Giroud from the start. Hazard doesn't seem to be happy playing up front on his own. He, he's much more used to being out on the left. And of course, Tottenham and maybe have a similar problem. What do they do? Do they start Son up front in place of Kane? Do they throw Lorente in? So there's a similar. Actually, there's a there's a there's quite a similarity with the two main strikers. There's a few question marks over both teams, isn't there? Really. Uh, the other yeah. issue is it post international break. We often mention this. What impact does that have? Where have the players been? Um, it can often post international games can often prove to be a cagey affairs. Um, I mean, under 2.5 goals is the bet that stood out for me initially. Really? Oh, I, I but that looks short to me at 5-6. to six. I just think this will be a cagey, tight affair. Do you really? Yeah. I, I'm going completely the other way. I reckon this is going to involve a bit of entertainment. I think Chelsea have looked hapless defensively. One clean sheet in their last six, as I mentioned before. And this is traditionally a game that, that provides a great deal of entertainment. Remember the Battle of the Bridge a few years ago. And both teams to score an over 2.5 goals has paid out in four of the last five meetings. And I'm, I'm going to back that at 11-8, to eight, to be honest. Yeah, OK. Well, I'm, I'm going to go against you, I think. I just think that, like I said, Chelsea aren't prolific at home. You Tottenham without Harry Kane. You couldn't back Chelsea. I mean, they're 13-10 to 10 for the win, and that's... that's I, ju- I just couldn't be having that. Well, the feel, the feel is here that Tottenham are the better team, and they're in the better form, but... The, but, the history suggests that record at Chelsea is a and worry. And no Kane. No Kane is a worry. And and I just wonder, we always wonder psychologically whether they can get the job done. I, from a from a, uh, a neutral point of view, I, I'd personally like to see Tottenham go out and prove that they're the better mm. team. I think they are the better team. Let's go out and prove it. So what, what would your bet for the game be? <clears throat> well, on balance, I think I'm going to go with a draw. I just can see both teams settling for a point in this one. I, do, I, I, think, I think that um, Conte is a pragmatic manager who tried to keep it tight early mm. on. And with Tottenham... Without Kane, I can see it being a low-scoring draw, and you can get a draw around about 23 to 10. That's yeah. value for me. It should be interesting how they do approach the game, because I, I, I'm going the other way. I think neither side has got much to play for or anything to lose, so they can afford to play with a bit of freedom. Chelsea need to win, really. They're five points off fourth place. Um, Tottenham, a win could get them back in sort of the mix for second place which well, is, I, I mean is no sort of uh, yeah. trophy is it really but um, something so so to, so to hang your season on well I hope from an entertainment point of view I hope you're right but from, yeah. from my pocket point of view I hope you're wrong okay well, we, we could get a three all draw and we're both happy here. I, I was interested in like, the, the disciplinary markets for this one as well this is a game that tends to spill over plenty of filth um, on the pitch yeah <laughs> Eric Dyer, he's been booked in three of his seven games against Chelsea he's 11 to 4 to be shown a card love it love it because you can see Hazard buzzing yeah, around yeah, him, that's... Pedro buzzing around him like a little moth. And he's um, he's a little cumbersome at times, isn't he? This, uh, if I was Dio, I'd just kick Hazard. <laughs> because there's no way he'd be able to tackle him otherwise. Just lump him. I think I think a man who would uh, echo your state, your uh, sentiments is uh, Steve Chambers. And uh, I think we'll move on to, to see what he's got for us this weekend. Yeah, well, I'm expecting him to be a touchdown, but yeah, I know he's a man that loves Easter. And I know that he'll be back strong. So let's hear what, he's, what, what his lay of the week is this week. <laughs> Hi Steve, thanks for joining us. Hi Sean. Now we're back for your, your lay of the week, but we'll have a quick look back at last weekend, um, and it was disappointment in League One. Yes, uh, Plymouth Argyle's uh, race for the playoff places took a bit of a hit with uh, against Charlton, who won comfortably, but uh, 
we'll forget that now and we shall have a look at this weekend. And you're, and you're dropping down yet another division. We're in the murky depths of League Two. What have you got yes. for us? Yes, I will be dropping down to the fourth tier and just looking at the tables and see the games are on Good Friday uh, this week and Mansfield have got Accrington at home and Mansfield are as short as five to four with some bookmakers. Now, looking at them first, they haven't won in five and they're sort of teetering in seventh place in the playoff places. But Accrington, they are the form team in that division and they've suddenly caught Luton up and a joint top on 74 points with two games in hand. And they, uh, they're unbeaten in nine, and they just look like a winning machine of late, having won the last four as well. And I think they could get a result at Mansfield on Friday. OK, so you're, you're, you're expecting Accrington Stanley to do the business this Easter? Exactly. Uh, and uh, if they do do it, it'll be Easter eggs all round. It will be. Fingers crossed. We'll, uh, we'll check back in with you next week and see how much chocolate you've eaten. Thanks, Steve. Well, let's hope uh, Steve can uh, rise from the the ashes of uh, last week's defeats. He can see if he can resurrect his laying career. And uh, yeah, I mean he's getting lower. And, I mean League Two. Before we know it, it'll be in the the Juice and Wessex League doing the layer of the week. He's 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 struggling at the moment, but he's a man that he's proven that he can bounce back. So let's fingers crossed. Indeed, indeed, and uh, we'll move codes now to the world of boxing and fighting I know you're a big fan you, uh, you're across it for the sportsman.com yes. aren't you yeah. um, and the big fight this weekend Anthony Joshua against Joseph Parker at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff on uh, on Saturday night as I say in front of 80,000 fans and uh, what a good what a good bout this promises to be this is a humdinger and as you say um, plenty of uh, coverage all over the sportsman.com from various writers so if you want your fix ahead of the fight then head over there and there'll be all you, all you need to know. I actually enjoyed writing an article about Joseph Parker at the start of the week just to find out a little bit more about him. So if you're not sure, you know, if you've heard the name but you're not sure, too sure about his nice credentials. Bloke. Without without giving too much away of what's in the article, what, what did you discover? I discovered that he's a, he's a good fighter. He, he, he's, you know, outside of hardcore boxing fans, he's going to be a, a, t- a tough name to know. So good fighter. He's, he's proven himself. Mm. Well, he's unbeaten in 24, isn't he? He's unbeaten in 24. We all know about New Zealanders and he's a Samoan heritage. Now, that you know we've seen it on the rugby pitch with the All Blacks, um, they are strong, they're proud, and they and he won't lay down easily. Having said that, this is by far his toughest test. Mm. He's coming up against Joshua in front of eighty thousand people when he's been used to fighting in, in Auckland in front of a couple of men and his dog. So how, how important would that the <coughs> benefit of experience be? This is Joshua's fourth stadium bout. It's his second time in the in the Welsh capital. Well, we won't know, will we? We don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, how will, will Parker? rise to the occasion or will he shrink and we won't know that until he gets in the ring now the book the bookmakers certainly certainly think the latter joshua is one to ten for for the win which is yeah um, yeah short it's, it's uh, but i think that not, is I, parker was a good amateur he went to the yeah, commonwealth games six to one you can get parker yeah. by the way parker was a good amateur he went to the commonwealth games he missed out on the olympics in 2012 which of course where, was where joshua's made his name joshua won all 20 of his fights inside the distance parker clearly can bang as well um, interestingly enough, uh, he is he has uh, knocked out 18 of his 24 opponents. The last three, though, as he stepped up a little bit in class, a little bit, I use the word, um, uh, highlight that word, he hasn't finished them off. He's mm. won all three on points. So I do wonder if he's getting, his power's getting a little bit found out at the very highest level. Okay. He's, he's fast hands, he's six foot four, he can bang. He went 12 rounds with Carlos Tackham, who, who, part, who Joseph finished off in the 11th round. Joseph. 
who Joshua finished off in the 11th round. So there's a little bit of a form guide there, although I think you can forgive Joshua's lacklustre performance against Takam, given the late replacement. It was only, he only had 10 days to prepare for a, a much different fighter than he originally planned last time out. Well, Parker's been talking a lot about the, the glass chin of uh, Joshua and uh, about the fact that Joshua's been dropped three times in his career. Is that something you, you can read too much into? Well, with a heavyweight fight, any, I don't care who you are, any one of you can be knocked out. If you're, if you're six foot four and 18 stone, like, you're, like Parker's roughly going to be, he can knock anyone out with one punch. Equally, Joshua could knock anyone out with any punch. So when you talk about heavyweights and glass chins, it's almost a misnomer. Mm. They all have the power to knock each other out in general. And, and uh, Tyson Fury is going to be in the offering uh, Parker support as well, I, I understand. <laughs> He's not a big fan of Joshua, is he? Well, yeah, he says that, but he, he would secretly want Joshua to win because yeah, Joshua's a golden goose. Yeah. And if, if Joshua wins and Fury gets back, then, of course, those two will make more money than we could ever imagine so that would be great the, the division's great Parker's good He, but my worry with Parker is he's going to plod forward and he's not going to be able to get out of the way of Joshua's greater jab his greater reach and his better boxing skills and it's just worth mentioning what, what's on the line as far as belts are concerned for this fight there's more belts than next to selling on the line <laughs> at the moment here so you've got the so uh, Joshua uh, Joshua is the IBF IBO and WBA champion Parker's bringing the WBO belt to the party which is 20 years ago was a nothing belt I must be honest it wasn't considered a top level title now it Mm -hmm. is to a certain extent he brings that belt this is Joshua's chance to earn as much money as he possibly can a fair play to him like I said I just think um, Joshua has been in there before he's although he's only he's had less fights he's got more experience at this level (laughs) more experience in kind of a bigger crowd and I think his jab and his longer reach will start to wear down a durable and tough Parker who who I think can can get to the latter stages of this fight, enhance his own star for future fights, does, but still end up losing. Does it go the distance? I don't think? think it does. I, I don't think it does. I'd be surprised. History says, with, with Joshua says no. He's never been 12 rounds. Of course, at some point that'll end, so it could be this weekend. My guess is, is that the Joshua... It'll be a competitive fight for the first half. My guess is that Joshua's jab and size and reach will start to wear Parker down and a, cum- a cumulative effect will see the fight okay. stopped. In the latter half, and with that in mind, you can get Joshua to win by any method between round seven and twelve, at around about thirteen to eight with Labrooks. Nice. That gives you a, a window in the second half of the fight can be stopped or knocked mm. out. Any method. Just, uh... And I can just see Joshua wearing him down. Um, but this is a good fight, you know. This is a good fight, and two world champions. I think it's the first time ever that two undefeated world heavyweight champions have fought in the UK. And a Joshua win hopefully moves a fight against Deontay Wilder a step closer. And we want to see these fights. We always want to see. Let's get the best in against the best and find out. You know. Sure. But what's fascinating about it is, and what 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 means it's worth tuning in for is that these are big heavyweights. Yeah. And Parker lands one on Joshua's chin. Doesn't matter if he's a worse fighter or a better fighter. Could be lights out. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Sean. Um, and you can obviously, as we say, follow the sportsman.com for uh, the coverage leading up to the fight. We've got Fantastic. it covered. Yeah. We've got it covered. And if you stick around, we'll uh, we're going to cover the sportsman's perfect ten next. Welcome back, and this is our favourite part of the show, the, the Sportsman's Perfect 10. If you head over to thesportsman.com forward slash games, you can play the Perfect 10 where you'll find 10 fixtures. All you have to do is pick the 10 results, not the score, just the result, home win, draw, away win, and you could be in with a chance of winning £10,000. Well, I'd let, I'm just going to pull you up here because you do make it sound much easier. 
And, and our efforts this season have proven otherwise. It could not be more simple, Sean. <laughs> I don't know how much simpler I can make it. If you're not entering this competition... It's, it's free to play. Exactly, well. it's and it's free mentioning. to play, so you should really enter it, because you never know. We've had one winner, haven't we, this season, yep. and he'll be probably in the middle of spending his 10 grand as we speak. Yep. Um, so why not enter? And, and, and feel free to follow our selections or do the complete opposite. Yeah, and there's obviously the perfect six as well, which is the horse racing equivalent and uh, well worth checking out. Yes. This week's perfect 10 fixtures, however, come from Good Friday's games. Well, uh, will it be a Good Friday? I think it will. I'm really confident this week. We've got the Football League. Barnsley against Bristol City is the first in the championship. What do you reckon, Sean? Uh, well, no wins in five for Barnsley, and Barnsley have only won three games at home all season. So this has got Bristol City win all over it. Yeah, but Barnsley haven't won at home since the 4th of November. Oh, who, who was number one then? The world was a simpler <laughs> time then. No idea. I think my my, my gross lack of musical knowledge yeah. will uh, will be outed. I'm, I'm willing I, to I, guess I, that Sinead O'Connor wasn't. No. Justin Timberlake? Is he still a thing? I think you're 10 years out of date. Move Bristol on. City away win yeah. for the first time since 8th of December who yeah. was number one then must have been Christmassy yeah. Norwich against Fulham Fulham unbeaten in 16 games they're one of my favourite teams at the moment the Cottagers they've won 12 of those as well and yeah exactly and no team has scored more than their 32 goals away from home even Wolves have scored less goals away from home Norwich are, are, are solid but they don't win too many games so I'm going to go with Fulham here again another and, away win and if you're not convinced by what Sean's had to say let me add this Norwich are yet to beat any of the current top five in the league this season banker Banker. Sheffield Wednesday against Preston. Well, I'm going again. They make it three away wins. Only Wolves have a better away record crazy. than Preston North End. Preston North End have the best, second best away record in the league. They've won eight, drawn eight, and they've only lost three games away from Deepdale. So I, I fancy them. Wednesday, Wednesday are, are, are treading water. Their season's done and dusted. They're not going down. They're going to finish in the bottom half. They're probably already one foot on the beach. Interesting. I'm going for the stalemate. These two love a draw. 29 draws between them this season. Preston with the league's highest 15 and uh, Wednesday 14 draws. Draw. Wrong. Drop down to League One. AFC Wimbledon against Fleetwood. This is interesting. Uh, guess what? I'm going four away wins in a row. Wimbledon toothless at home. They've only scored 19 goals in 18 games at their home stadium, which is a woeful record. Fleetwood unbeaten in five. They're going the right way. And I think, uh, although they're, they're similar similar positions in the table, they're clearly different at the moment. Yeah, Fleetwood to win. Fleetwood have definitely improved uh, since John Sheridan came in as manager. He replaced Uwe Rosler. But um, I took stock of the fact they've got identical home and away records, Wimbledon and Fleetwood. Won seven, drawn three and lost eight. So I'm going to go for the draw again. Blackpool against Doncaster. Yeah, well, I could make I couldn't make head nor tail of this match. No. There is no stats to back up anything here. They are separated by one point in the table. They're 14th and 15th. They're both average teams in League One. Just call it a draw and move on. Yeah, but the only thing I took away from this is that you could have a nice day by the seaside. Wow. Have you been to Blackpool? I haven't. <laughs> I was just trying to improve tourism. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Just call it a draw and move on to the next game. Blackpool have drawn five of their last six at home. So that if that's going to sway you, that, that might be the way to go. Northampton against Charlton. This is interesting as well. Northampton, are, can see, they leak goals at an alarming rate. Um, they've conceded 63 goals in 39 games, which is worrying. They conceded a lot. Having said that... That, that is why they're, they're in the relegation exactly. zone, I'd, I'd suggest. Having said that, Charlton are pretty toothless away from home as well, and they don't inspire any confidence at all, so I'm going to go for a draw here. I think, well, Charlton will be buoyed by their 2-1, 2 nil win over Plymouth last weekend, and it's put them right back in the playoff picture, and I think they've got just enough quality to uh, win this one, so I'm going to go for an away win. Plymouth against Southend, the aforementioned Plymouth, who... 
were shocked by the Alex last week. Yeah, Plymouth were shocked, but I'm going to take them to bounce back here. Southampton are shocking away from home. In Alan Hansen, two Alan Hansen person, they're absolutely shocking away from home. They've only won three games away from Roots Hall all season. They've lost 10 of their 18 games. Uh, Plymouth, like you say, lost last weekend, but any trip to Plymouth is a long trip for everyone. Mm. It's a long way down there. No one really wants to go to play football down there, so... My instinct is always to back Plymouth at home. Lovely place to visit. Lovely place to visit, but I'm not sure you want to make a five-hour trip to play a football game. Won four in a row at home as well. Exactly. So they're very much a home winner. Argyle. Rochdale against Shrewsbury. Yeah. Rochdale have the worst home record in League One. They've only won four of their games at home. They've they've drawn eight, losing four. Shrewsbury flying high, top of the table. All, all day a Shrews win. Yeah, the Shrews have been excellent away. 1-11, drawn six, lost three. And uh, I'll go for the away win there. There's a couple of late kickoffs in the championship. And Middlesbrough against Wolves is on Sky Sports at 5.30. That should be a bit of a treat. This is a beauty, isn't it? Real, two informed teams. Looking Wolf- for the Tony Pulis effect. Wow, this is it. The problem with Pulis is he's, whenever I want to back against one of his teams, I can see his face in, the, in, in my mind. <laughs> laugh. You know that when, gif where he laughs? Yeah. Whenever I close my eyes, I see Tony Pulis. <laughs> Wolves are the best away team in the championship. They've won 11 drawn four and lost four Borough unbeaten in six they're at home it's good Friday on a bank holiday I, I'm struggling with this one I'm going to go with a draw yeah well Middles, Middlesbrough as you say won four in a row at uh, the Riverside Wolves have only won one of their last four away it's been a bit of a wobble hasn't there from Wolves yeah I think they're almost there aren't they yeah, really this it's, it. it's easy to take your foot off the gas um, but Borough they've uh, they've not beaten any of the current top six mm. home or away so I do think the draw or a Wolves win is the value here. I'm going to sit on the fence with the draw, though. Join me. Join me up there. Reading and QPR. Fascinating. We've got QPR, terrible away from home. Reading have been awful for weeks and weeks, but there's something to factor in here, and that's the new manager bounce. Yeah. Yap Stam, given the hook. In comes Paul Clement. We know what Paul Clement does. He had Swansea solid in defence. He'll have them well organised. Mm. It won't be particularly exciting, but he'll get them organised and he'll keep them up. And the new manager bounce against the QPR team that are rubbish away from Loftus Road means Reading are the tip here. Well, yeah, Reading have a one in nine, but I do think the pragmatic way that Paul Clement plays, like you say, I don't think they've got quite enough about them to, to nick the win here. So I'm going to go for the draw. QPR are unbeaten in five meetings with the Royals. So yeah, very much the draw again there. I think I was very draw-centric for this week. Well, I've got, I've got one, two, three. I've got five away wins, so... I've got four, yeah. four away wins, and I haven't got a single home win. I got one home win. Interesting. So we'll see, but it could be the week. Could be, it could be a, well, good, a, good, a good day for travel on. Good How Friday. many Easter eggs could you buy with your ten thousand pounds? A lot. Oof. Enough. In today's market, not as many as you used to be able to. See. <laughs> not like it used to be. Think how many chomps you could have got back in the day. There were ten p chomps. We're showing our age here. Right. How many goals for the tiebreaker? Well, uh, we always go too high, don't we? So I've gone a bit low. I've gone twenty-two. I've gone for 29. So you've gone, you've I've done gone, the opposite. I've gone big. And the one game I'm, I would not want to visit. Yeah, if I Sean, had a ticket. Sean's pick of the week to avoid. Uh, it's got to be Blackpool, Doncaster. Nothing on the line. Two evenly average teams. Nothing's going to happen here. And which one would you like to be at? Uh, well, I, I enjoy watching Fulham. So mm. I think either Nor- Norwich v Fulham, I think, would be a yeah, nice little ground. Carrow Road, nice place to visit. Fulham, a good team to play football. Nice day. If you're, if you're, near, if you're in East Anglia, get yourself to Carrow Road. Indeed, indeed. Uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Head over to thesportsman.com for all the latest sports news results and uh, odds for football as well. Uh, you can follow Sean on Twitter. At Sean Raymond, S-E-A-N. And you can follow me at C Night Sport. Please do uh, review, rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, until next week, cheerio. Cheerio.